This is News To Go, your daily news podcast featuring news from various news outlets, heard via our Anchor podcast app and playing on iRadio daily until mid-afternoon. Now the news. With SRN News, I'm Patrick Foss. President Biden is warning U.S. energy companies against excessive price increases at the gas pump. The president is vowing to do everything he can to minimize gas price increases, but he admits the U.S. blocking of Russian oil imports will push prices higher, and he cautions the energy industry against exploiting consumers. There's no time for profiteering or price gouging. Even though many Republicans support the Russian oil import ban, they're hammering the Biden White House for rising pump prices and the worst inflation in 40 years. Greg Clugston, Washington. Oil price information service analyst Tom Closes says gas prices will keep rising. We're going uh, much, much higher, and it's going to be almost immediate. This is like a virtual market, or it's like an adjustable rate mortgage that's adjusting every 12 hours. On Tuesday, the average price for a gallon of gas hit a record $4.17. Also at SRNews.com, teachers in the Minneapolis School District have gone on strike after failing to reach agreement on a new contract. Teachers in the Minneapolis School District walked off the job in a dispute over wages, class sizes, and mental health support for students coping with two years of the coronavirus pandemic, at least temporarily pausing classes for about 29,000 students in one of Minnesota's largest school districts. Union members said they could not reach an agreement on wages, especially a living wage for education support professionals, as well as caps on class sizes and more mental health services for students. Meanwhile, the teachers in neighboring St. Paul reached a deal late Monday to avert their own strike. Bernie Bennett reporting. A jury was selected on Tuesday for the trial of four men charged with plotting to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer in 2020. Extraordinary allegations of violence planned against an elected official that led the presiding judge to advise, this isn't your average criminal case. This is SRA News. That big United Methodist split won't be happening this year after all. It was supposed to happen in 2020, a general conference that would execute an amicable split of the denomination after years of fighting between liberals and conservatives over homosexual issues. But of course, the pandemic arrived that year and the meeting was canceled. In 2021, the UMC still felt it was unsafe to gather, and so kicked the can down the road again. Now officials have decided it's still not safe in 2022, pushing the conference off to 2024. Michael Harrington, SRN News. Utah's Republican Governor Spencer Cox says that he will veto a ban on males competing against females in school sports. Without his support, Utah is unlikely to join the 11 states, all Republican-led, that have enacted similar bans. With two-thirds majorities in both chambers, lawmakers could override the governor's veto. However, with some Republicans opposing the ban, such a scenario is unlikely. This is SRA News. The Biden administration is proposing stronger pollution regulations for new tractor-trailer rigs. The proposal by the Environmental Protection Agency would require the industry to cut smog and soot-forming nitrogen oxide emissions by up to 90% for truck over current standards by 2031. Although truck manufacturers are working on battery, electric, and hydrogen fuel cell powertrains, the EPA says the proposal is not a zero-emissions truck requirement. Rather, the agency says there are pollution control devices in development that can keep diesels in use and still clean the air. John Scott reporting. Aaron Rodgers is planning to come back to the Green Bay Packers for an 18th season, a move that 
keeps the reigning MVP quarterback off the trade market. The Denver Broncos have traded a truckload of players and high draft picks to Seattle for veteran quarterback Russell Wilson. More details at SRNews.com. I'm Patrick Foss. Detailed forecast Friday will feature a wintry mix and below zero wind chill Saturday. Wednesday mostly sunny, with a high near 43. Southwest wind 5 to 15 miles per hour becoming northwest in the afternoon. Wednesday night partly cloudy, with a low round 26. Northwest wind around 5 miles per hour. Thursday partly sunny, with a high near 39. North wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Thursday night a 50% chance of snow. Mostly cloudy, with a low round 25. North wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Friday a 30% chance of snow. Mostly cloudy, with a high near 34. Reminder to spring forward one hour Saturday evening. Welcome to 2022 Talks, where we're following our democracy in historic times. I'm thinking about the women in Ukraine fighting to keep their country free. And those holding their children, you know, holding them close as they flee to safety. On International Women's Day, First Lady Jill Biden offered support for Ukrainian women, as well as women in Russia and other nations who speak up against oppression. Congressional leaders received an update from top intelligence agencies on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. CIA Director William Burns described Vladimir Putin as isolated and indignant. I think Putin is angry and frustrated right now. He's likely to double down and try to grind down the Ukrainian military with no regard for civilian casualties. Officials also suspect Putin remains confident that Russia can defeat Ukraine despite facing more resistance than expected. The Pentagon rejected a proposal from Poland to transfer fighter jets to the U.S. for delivery to Ukraine. Spokesman noted the plan's difficult logistical challenges, as well as threats made by Russia regarding arms being provided to Ukrainians to use against its forces. President Joe Biden announced a ban on all Russian oil, gas, and energy imports. While acknowledging the move will lead record high gas prices to climb even higher, Biden also said steps are being taken to ensure the reliable supply of global energy. It's simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. That's simply not true. Republicans who supported the plan also called for increases in domestic energy production. We should replace it with American oil, not Saudi oil, not Iranian oil, not Venezuelan oil. That's Senator Marco Rubio of Florida. The average price for a gallon of regular gas hit $4.14 on Monday. Congressional leaders reached a deal to provide $14 billion in aid to Ukraine. The money will be included in a massive government funding package needed to prevent a government shutdown on Friday. Supreme Court nominee Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson is making the rounds on Capitol Hill, meeting Tuesday with Senate Judiciary Committee member Maisie Hirono. The senator from Hawaii said she's hopeful Republicans keep an open mind about Jackson's willingness to work with others. One of her students would be her... Uh, willingness and desire to listen to uh, the, the perspectives of the other justices and at the same time to be very clear on what her positions should be. Jackson also met with Republicans Rick Scott of Florida and Susan Collins of Maine. Today she'll speak with West Virginia moderate Joe Manchin who holds a pivotal vote in the 50-50 split chamber. A Biden administration attorney urged the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals to reinstate the COVID-19 vaccination mandate for federal employees arguing the directive is within the president's capacity. The ruling was put on hold by a lower court judge earlier this year after a legal challenge from federal workers. 
I'm Mary Sherman for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. Find our A-Trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. From Future Story News in London, I'm Chris Jones. Evacuations for those attempting to escape Ukraine have begun once again. It's estimated that around 1.3 million people have already fled to neighbouring Poland. So far, only 300 visas to the UK have been granted for those fleeing the war in Ukraine. Some have called for the British government to do more. The UK government, though, has imposed several sanctions on the Russian bank and oligarchs. Nikki Aiken is a Conservative MP. She says that the UK's policy of imposing sanctions is working. I think it's really important that the EU and the United Kingdom and America and the rest of NATO and the West do all it can to bring this war to an end. And you can see the unprecedented economic and diplomatic sanctions are now in place and there's more to come. And it seems every day that we are tightening Um, the squeeze on Putin and his regime. And I think that is the way to go forward, to really send a message to Putin that he must fail and he must withdraw his troops immediately. And there are fresh sanctions set to be imposed by the UK government on Russian jets. Soon it will be illegal for jets chartered or owned by Russians to fly in UK airspace. Grant Shapps is the UK's transport secretary and he outlined the plans. We already acted day one to make sure that Aeroflot, commercial airlines and even private jets couldn't come uh, to the uh, UK. But what I've done in the last uh, 24 hours is further closed off some potential loopholes where the aircraft itself might not be, for example, even on the Russian flag. But if they're carrying on oligarch, uh, we are going to make sure that we act and uh, potentially impound them. Uh, and that is that is really what we've, we've done. We're going further on this because we want to make sure um, that we, we are closing off every avenue for Putin's war machine, uh, including his oligarch friends. Russian oil imports have been banned in the US and many other nations are still considering whether to follow suit. The UK says it will phase out imports by the end of 2022 and the EU says it will cut its dependency by the end of the year by two-thirds. Russia is facing a heavy economic hit because of its invasion in Ukraine. Huge brands such as McDonald's and Starbucks are the latest businesses to shut their operations in Russia. Tony Waterman has more. McDonald's CEO Chris Kemchemsky said the company is temporarily closing all 850 of its Russia locations, but admitted it is impossible to predict when the doors could reopen. For now, all 62,000 employees will continue to be paid. Kemchemsky said McDonald's was experiencing supply chain issues along with other operational disruptions. But the fast food behemoth had faced criticism for staying quiet on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This is News Source 1 Michiana, Elkhart South Bend. In her book Pilgrim at Tinker Creek, Annie Dillard wrote this. I had been my whole life a bell and never knew it until at that moment I was lifted and struck. Friend, do you remember the moment you were converted, when God restored you to your true self? Was it a friend who shared the gospel and suddenly your heart was strangely warmed? Did you read something that suddenly opened your eyes and you saw the whole world new? Were you sitting in church and suddenly God's grace became truly amazing and moments later you find yourself walking the aisle with your hands in the air singing amazing grace loudly even though you couldn't carry a tune? 
Hi, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church, and I remember the day the sun shone into my heart, and I discovered who God had made me to be. But the fact is, I've not always appreciated the freedom Christ has given me. I've found myself forgetting who I am and who I belong to. And that's why Psalm 78 was written, because God's people are a forgetful people. It begins, Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. Psalm 78 is a wisdom psalm meant to be passed down from one generation to another. It is the story of the miraculous works God has done in history, freeing his people and saving them. And it is a story filled with dark sayings, because again and again, God's people forget all he has done, and they rebel against him. Psalm 78 is Israel's history. It begins in Egypt and ends at David. The Israelites in Egypt were slaves, but God freed them to be a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And Psalm 78 recounts God defeating the Egyptians, giving them new lives, leading them to the promised land, and along the way, providing water from the rock, manna from heaven, all they needed. God graced them and proved his faithfulness for century after century. And mixed into those many blessings, the accounts of those of God, are the dark saints. And I think verse 32 sums them up. In spite of all this, they still sinned. Despite his wonders, they did not believe. They were a forgetful people, like you and me. God lifts us up and we find ourselves ringing out his glory and it's just a matter of time before we find ourselves forgetting and getting turned around again. And we find ourselves in a bad way and we turn back to God, we call out and he delivers us and then we do it all over again. That is why Psalm 78 is a help to us. It's actually 72 verses long, reminding a forgetful people of how faithful God is. God continues to deliver his people in manifold ways for century after century. You see, it's not our faithfulness that gets us to the promised land. It's God's faithfulness. So I invite you to consider your history today. What blessings have come to you despite your sinfulness? What people has God put in your path at that necessary time? What sermon was preached that seemed to be tailored just for you during a particular struggle? What provision suddenly arrived on your doorstep in that hour of need? Friend, what blessings have come to you over the course of your life? And now I invite you to pan out and remember that you're not the only bell God has rung. For thousands of years, God has been sending out missionaries, pastors, ordinary folks, with the good news for those who are still in slavery to sin and to the devil. I'm actually here, think about it, on the other side of the earth, in the wilds of Indiana. And how many people came before me who extended the gospel before it arrived here? And every one of them was also forgetful and needed God to intervene in their lives again and again and again. I think this is a helpful song for us to consider in our own history, in our own day as we see our culture moving further and further from God. You see, we believe that every human being, 
is an image bearer of the Holy God, meant to resound his glory. And some people don't know that. And it's most clear to us because we see their sin. But when we focus on their sin, we are forgetting that we're constantly forgetting and slipping back into sin too and needing God's grace to raise us up. That actually makes us more like our unbelieving neighbors than we are different. The major difference is most of them don't know their bells because they have not yet been wronged by God. And if we see their unbelief and not their sin as the only difference that matters ultimately, perhaps we can not only get along with them better, but we might find ourselves being the very instruments God uses to help them ring true and discover their true selves. And then we can ring true together and keep reminding each other to remember who we are and who we belong to.